Computer, open banana. <laughs> like, just puts a banana on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Can your computer do this? Siri, open banana. Open banana. Siri, what's I under can't this? do that. What's Mr. inside this peel? A banana. Oh, it's huge. I feel like. Our president is a fat version of Steven Seagal, but there already is a fat version of Steven Seagal. I know. It's like so. It's like his protege or something. You know, they both or he, got the yeah, sweaty he, eyes. They both. Now the student has become the teacher. What was I saying a second ago? Don't you at least have to be able to like fight and beat people up if you're Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal. Not not your trained. But he like could at one not, point. No, I don't no, think no, he ever he could. He was retired by retired. He was trained by retired Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't trained by like action hero in the eighties, Steven Seagal. I'm gonna, was, like, I'm gonna sit here. Honorary deputy, Steve. Honorary deputy, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Who gets a show to try to bolster the ratings of the whole fucking town because it's Podunk and there's 112 people. Yeah. He's, I mean, dude, who is it? I think it's Jimmy again. He's, he really is like one step away from eating kids and fighting crime. <laughs> he is literally on that edge. What are you doing? I just eat kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he quit fighting crime. I just, 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 it's so good. I gotta catch him. I don't like running. I don't, I don't do that. They said, do what you love. And I love eating kids. <laughs> what do you love to do? <laughs> oh, I gotta eat the, eat the kids. Batman, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh my god. A lot of children. A lot of crime. Oh my god. <laughs> Title of this episode, A Lot of Children, A Lot of Crime. Welcome to the Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. You can't decide that that's the name of the episode this early. We're, we're two minutes, 30 seconds into that's recording. Terrible. When you feel it, you feel it. I know, I know. I felt it. I was just like, yeah, that's, that's it, guys. Show's over. We're done here. That's it. Close it up. We've done everything we need to Good do. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, uh, half of this show is just us slowly trying to find the one bit that becomes the, the title like that's that's one of the goals of every episode that's true i feel the we titles have a, choose themselves we don't choose a you know an unofficial oh. mascot in a child eating very hungry <laughs> batman yeah he's one of the thank you. one of the mascots no that's for sure i appreciate it thank you pretty terrible uh he's not getting a statue <laughs> because i need it no, the, the, the statue goes to Professor Ooh. Uh, yeah. Silly pants, trumpet hands. That's true. He has, he, he has eight zero children this whole time being here, so that's one step in the right direction. He just plays the trumpet and rides a unicycle. And has eight hands. Does he stabilize himself with the other four, or is he just... I, I mean, he is a little bit like Shiva, so... It's a Feel lot fingers. of fingers fighting over the same three buttons, is what I mean, you're telling me. 
Actually, yeah. Well, unless you have four controllers. I guess that kind of... Well, no, that's only one hand, though. Or one arm. Even though one, you said trumpet. Trumpet is... That's three. Yeah. So is this just like... It's extra Literally hand. like five hands are like, no, it's my turn. Extra hands. Just extra hands. Alright. Yeah. You can do hand wiggly stuff. I don't know. I was just curious. Well, I mean, I've always what seen... Eight, eight-handed... One hand dude playing the trumpet, the other hand is like the other seven or maybe stabilizing so that he can be fucking amazing on this unicycle. And well, they're doing other uh, orangutan things. Peeling bananas, uh, probably one of them. Peeling, <laughs> peeling bananas, throwing them on the... Uh, maybe he's grooming someone. Grooming someone. Maybe, yeah. Grooming the hair yeah. of the uh, shrunken heads he keeps yeah. on his belt. <laughs> Because he keeps our shrunken heads oh, on his belt. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't he? You gotta put us in there somewhere. It is a poster yeah. of our thing, but... That totally works with me. <laughs> shrunken head. <laughs> I always figured I'd end up being a shrunken head, you know. At like, some point. Yeah, does, some that, point you know. <laughs> does that mean that when you finally do pass, if I'm still alive, I can take your head? I won't be offended. <laughs> I'll be dead, dude. School, make a shrunken head. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. When Ian passes, I get his head. I get to shrink it and use it in ritual magic. That's right. It's Between the Profound and the Profane, a comedy podcast where three lifelong friends gather together every week in my spare bedroom to trade friendly stories, give friendly advice, and maybe learn something new about their friends, like the fact that I will take your skull, shrink down your head, and use it in ritual magic, and perhaps make some new friends while we're at it. Hey out there, new friends. New friends, true believers. Bone whores, and my personal army of who? Trash people. That's goddamn right. Those two voices you just heard are my uh, co-hosts, my other hosts, uh, my right and left hand. In no particular order, here we go. It is the man, the blurry legend. You can only photograph him out of focus, far away, leaping from tree to tree in the forest. He's Ian T. Brown. I've got a boogie board on my back. I've got my truck. I've got my trench shovel, and I've also got half a gallon of whole milk. I'm ready to survive the apocalypse today, guys. Is the milk for trade? No, no, no. The milk is what gives white man the power to kill. Uh, what do you do with the boogie board? Transportation. Never know, is like, when you're going to come across only... the water. Are you, are you, like, a water-based? <laughs> no, no, no. Just like when I come in contact with the water, I can use my boogie board and stay out of the water. Got to stay But dry. only half? You are a large human <laughs> being, Ian. You need a full fucking surfboard. I don't know, but sharks eat the surfboards. Boogie boarders hardly ever get attacked by sharks. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Boogie boards hardly ever get attacked by sharks because yeah, the other fucking half is out. hanging off in the water. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a lot of loose, uh, a lot, lot, lot of legs. Like, a lot of legs like, gone. Imagine like you're walking, you know, you're walking through the woods. Oh no, a stream of reasonable size. I better get on this boogie board and get across. Yeah, it's a faster way to go. Ah, so you're not using it to... 
It's like a bridge. You just kind of throw it down to walk over. I just, it's like, like a makeshift tree well, that's, branch. That's the cool thing about boogie boards. You just run and then you jump on them and then like the momentum just like skips you across like a stone. Oh god. And that voice of bewilderment yeah. and contradiction that you hear is a pile of movie quotes in a man suit. Chris Warka. Ohana means family. <laughs> family means nobody gets left. <laughs> and I, of course, am your shit host. I've never been ready for anything in my life. Chris Myers. Today, we're talking post-apocalypse. We're talking plans. We're talking bunkers. We're talking the strange sorts of people we'll meet and bring with us to rebuild society. Come along. It's the end of the world as we know it. Anybody have a hard time with this? Like, when I was talking about it, I guess last week, it really was like, oh yeah, no, this is a great idea. And then, of course, my fucking weirdness of my brain takes over, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, why should we do that apocalypse when <laughs> we could do this apocalypse? Nobody does this apocalypse. And I was like, yeah, brain, that sounds like a great fucking idea. And then... And then I did some weird stuff, and I was like, wow, I don't know where the fuck I am. And So when either of you close your eyes, I mean, what do you see as, like, the apocalypse? What What is the thing that hits your mind's eye? I I went instead of, like, an earth, like no zombie apocalypse or a nuclear holocaust or anything like that. I went with our son getting fucked up. And basically, there's a couple stages. after Our son technically is supposed to go to a red giant first. And then it'll go to what's called a planetary nebula. Yeah. So basically our sun goes to a planetary nebula, which it's a kind of emissions nebula that constantly is expanding and growing. And it's a big ass thing of ionized gas. Okay. Yeah. So basically that, the big, think of it like a gigantic shock wave once it implodes or nebulizes or whatever. And... Uh, we got hit with the shockwave, and it punched our Earth out of sync. So we're no longer in our normal, we'll call them spatial coordinates, where the yeah. planet should be. We were moved, There's no longer orbit. <clears throat> we were moved back. But because this nebula is so big and ever-expansive, it is still radiating, radiating out huge, massive amounts of heat. So now the Earth is this ever-changing mixture of smoldering rock ash that will permafrost and freeze. Oh, okay. So we still have an atmosphere, but we have holes in our atmosphere. Oh. Where, so whenever, whenever it's very hot and it's smoldering, we'll produce large amounts of CO2 and actual cyanide. So the atmosphere will be extremely poisonous. Yeah. Uh, but that will it won't just stay and give us some kind of greenhouse effect that will cook the planet because you have the holes in the atmosphere. So I made everybody basically we internalized and went into in, underground. We went into the hollow earth and then we defeated the aliens of lie The subterraneans will die. I am the underminer. I am below you, but no one is below me. You're out of here, David Icke. <laughs> Go to the surface with you. So our 
you're saying that our, uh, our, our well continue sorry <laughs> uh yeah basically our we, we we everything on the surface is dead yeah uh the last little bit of people moved underground and then we kind of cannibalized our planet from the inside out so i made it to where <clears throat> think of the earth and then Almost like a, you know, a black hole, how it looks like it's sucking in on itself and it kind of pulls the tube through. Mm -hmm. yeah. So think of like a, a void in the middle of the earth that sucks in and you can see earth's core. Okay. And it's a through and through on both sides. Yeah. So you can go straight through the earth. Best thing is, is you don't have to imagine because it's, it's real. there. It's, it's right there. <laughs> but you know, we can't see it. Yeah. <clears throat> so... And then attached to the core, you have these four, we'll call them four gigantic fucking mega cities. And each city has its own purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking up, you know, what kind of energy is feasible to use, uh, especially after something like that happens. And the mm -hmm. biggest form of energy that would be the easiest to use would be geothermic energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you'd have to be using... And then that got complicated, man. I got onto all these crazy scientific equations, and I was like, hell, I don't even know what I'm reading anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the uh, number one leading nation in geothermic energy is actually the United States. Uh, I didn't know that. We're actually well, yeah, double we're, any uh, – uh, we're, we're producing twice as much as number two. Oh. And um, – uh, some other guessing is Russia probably or uh, it's actually like Indonesia and India. Oh. It's the smaller countries that can't really do a huge electric infrastructure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. gotcha. They do the okay. they do a lot. And Iceland, I found out, yeah, over forty percent of Iceland is run by geothermic power. Yeah, yeah. They their whole island <clears throat> is just. I mean, it's, it's basically loaded. yeah, right. It's loaded with the with active volcanoes. So and geysers, like, mm -hmm. I I built. We have the four cities who are there for basically research and development in all different areas. And we have, I got the five categories that I came up with that I would need to sustain versus five people because I couldn't narrow it down to just five people. So I, I picked groups or energy things that I would definitely need. I picked oh, geothermic energy, yeah. uh, a waste carbon dioxide extraction. So basically we're turning the greenhouse or the gases that are being emitted from the smoldering, the cyanide and the CO2, figure out how to convert that into energy. I've got nuclear energy because the core is still very, very active, and I believe that's fission, right? When you're smashing things together, mm -hmm. that so our core commits or does fission all the time, and then extracting plasma as an energy source from space yeah. because space is filled with fucking ionized particles yeah which essentially is plasma yeah. which we can just contain radio, or just radioactive just, right yeah, yeah. Just isotopes. Radioactive. yeah, isotopes, yeah. so <clears throat> i kind of was digging around and i wanted to figure out who was the leader in all the stuff so u.s is geothermic energy uh there actually is a program going on right now by the dutch who can convert you know the smokestacks that give off just billowing clouds mm -hmm. of co2 they can instantly take all that and uh, recategorize all of that and convert it into electricity. I see. So uh, the Dutch made it. We okay. made it. Uh, for nuclear energy, uh, France and China. Uh, France has the most reactors and is the uh, number one 
I guess their their whole country is powered by nuclear react, uh, reactors. They're, mm-hmm. they're like the leading and all. And yeah. China is quickly going to become number one because they're I'm currently sure, developing yeah. 28 reactors I'm right of, now. I'm actually kind of surprised they weren't now that I think about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so in my pods, uh, the United States and the Dutch would share a kind of a city and it, their whole thing would be figuring out how do we get the um, geothermic energy to work how do we get the carbon dioxide? How are we going to make that yeah. energy? Uh, France and China are going to be in another pod. Um, they're the ones working on the nuclear energy since they're the leading. I figured they, they'd have all that figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. We're going to have two awesome rings around the core. One that is completely dedicated for geothermic energy and one that is dedicated for nuclear energy. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I've got for the waste uh, and recycling of water. Because they actually can, you can, there's a bunch of countries, especially Saudi Arabia and Israel, are leading for taking all of our waste and recycling all that into drinkable water. And that would be a huge freaking thing. Yeah. I mean, that and like what they've got like going on in California, there's, I think, two or three different plants that uh, are working on getting, you know, turning ocean water into desalination. Yeah, desalination plants. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, that should become a lot cheaper. Like, even like within our lifetimes, I think that will be a very common easy thing i think we're doing a lot yeah india already has these uh pipelines that are called it's called like true water and it is it's recycled water and it's they australia does it and there's been no cases not one case of some kind of bacterial or any kind of infection coming from recycled water yeah so i thought that was pretty cool (laughs) There's those uh, survival straws they sell. Like, I found some at Walmart for, like, 10 bucks that it's, like, you can drink out of anywhere. And it's, like, for the cheap one, it was, like, 10 bucks, and you get, like, 900 drinks. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the pure oh, straw? Yeah, exactly. That's it, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, yeah, you can just go up. And I was, like, I was thinking of all the places. I was, like, ooh, I can go up to, like, wishing wells and just, like, start drinking out of there and be, like, no, it's okay. I have a straw. It's, it's so yummy. <laughs> How far are you going to test that? Oh, every, I'm going to take it as far as I can until I hit that point where it makes me stop. So the people that do the water purifying, they have it down to such a science now where they can, every single day, they can purify a million gallons of wastewater that is drinkable. Yeah. See? So, I mean, on a small scale, I figured on a huge scale, that would be, you could definitely provide water for all your peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and then my last pod or last city would be, I guess, your food pod, but it wouldn't be just growing crops. It would basically be like an indoor earth. Does that oh, okay. make sense? So you're growing your trees, and you have your lakes, and you're trying to repopulate and restock life. India is actually known for having the most calories in their food, mm-hmm. uh, and they are already working on. Uh, the labs on how to create things in uh, like a Mars atmosphere and they're really big on 3D map printing. So I gave them my final pod and then for the plasma I figured that would be a collective unit. You know everybody can send like one super smart person from their team and like that would be our world Mm -hmm. venture for the plasma. So, I don't know. It was cool. It was fun to do. It was something totally different than a zombie apocalypse or, yeah, you know, people true. trying to strive. You know, I thought it was cool, more space-worthy. 
uh, you know, it was all it was like planet wide, and they all had to internalize. So, so in your apocalypse, the the world governments decide that they have to band together in order to save the population. Basically, yeah, more or less. I mean, it's well, look, we all. And there's been tons of movies and mm-hmm. stuff, shows about this, but it's we all figure it out and do our part, and this is what we're good at, and we know this is what we're good at. It's almost like communism. It's a big socialist thing. <laughs> <clears throat> so it brings us of, all together again. A ton of people uh, die, mm-hmm. but lots of people die. Yeah, yes. but life and life as we know it is over. But we we continue as, as a society, like society continues on in a completely different form. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I and I. I I figured that could open up the ability for um, space travel as far as, like, maybe that's the time when we'll come into contact with alien life. Yeah, yeah. Because we've now, like, basically turned our planet, which essentially is a machine, into a machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, by the by the time the sun actually, like, explodes, like, we probably will be, like, like, Earth will kind of be, like, just, like, it'll be like, yep, that was the original place. <laughs> I mean, that's where we used like to they, be. Like, they might still continue living there and, like, do a project like that just to be like, this was the original one and there's a way to live there. I don't so know, the, the idea <laughs> that it will take the literal end of the world for us to band together and go to space is... Uh, very true to life, very, very close to to how we actually seem to be living at yeah. this point. Is that we we got to get it to the very, we got to get to the edge, yeah. got to see the edge, <laughs> got to look into the abyss. I mean, what's your when you close your eyes again? What do you oh. see? What's your apocalypse? What's the thing that happens? Well, all right, the the apocalypse I want is definitely the zombie apocalypse. Why do you want a zombie apocalypse? Like out of the all right. apocalypse. Wait, first of all. We'll get right back to you. But out of all feasible apocalypses, one, life can absolutely 100% go on. And two, every bad, evil tendency that you've ever wanted to express and experience, you can unload on the zombies. Get in a fight with your girlfriend? Fuck it, babe. I'm going out to kill zombies. I'll be back when I bring home 10 to 15. You know? And if you get bit, fuck it. She's free. She gets to do whatever she wants. Vice versa. You're free. You get to do whatever you want. Who knows? That would be awesome. As far as anger and frustration goes, if they're like slow moving, (sighs) if I don't have some fucking dead sprinters, because fuck that shit, then that zombie apocalypse is way different. I figured zombie apocalypse, like zombie apocalypse, but also with like, if when that happens, you're going to have a bunch of people on bath salts who, so then they <laughs> add into, like, you get a few of those face eaters. Do they trick the zombies? Guys. Now, the, the good thing, huh? Do they trick the zombies? Like, no. if they're on the bath salts behaving <laughs> oh, and eating people? No, no, people? no, I'm saying that, like, all right, like, zombie apocalypse, like, it, you know, it happens. Like, Does it happen because of the bath salts? Like, it morphs them into zombies? No, 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 like, quite the, like, it's more so because, like, the zombie apocalypse happened. Then people are free to do bath salts. So you're gonna have a bunch of people on bath salts too, just kind of running them up. But like, the and group... it just so happens that doing bath salts helps you fool zombies. Yes. Well, it's the, I, it's I like disguise. that idea way better than having to smear blood on yourself. I guess. What are you so. doing? Just bath salts. Yeah, I guess so. It's just like, oh, you're brain dead too. Cool. What if you turn around and then start eating zombies? 
you're probably like, going to be yeah. a zombie. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you bath salted <laughs> up, but true. a zombie doesn't bite you. You you you're like fuck you, zombie, <laughs> and you bite yeah. the zombie. Yeah, and all the zombies are just like, <laughs> and then they're like, wait, then they become okay. re-intelligent, but hooked to bath. I don't know. That guy um, just bit Frank. <laughs> Who the fuck is he? <laughs> Did Alex. he come with you? I didn't fucking bring him. Yeah. All yeah, the zombies so that... can understand each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just it's gonna like it's gonna happen the same way that like it always happens. Like there's some monkey in a lab, and then he, uh, you know, he bites a guy. That guy goes to a voodoo priestess who like puts a, a zombie curse on him, turns him into the first zombie, and it just goes from there. So, so, so you when you close your eyes, you think zombie apocalypse. That's the one that I want. Okay. The one I deserve is probably <laughs> the nuclear apocalypse, <laughs> which is like way less cool, and it's gonna be like way harder to live there. Did you just, did you just fucking Batman me <laughs> with <laughs> the apocalypse? <laughs> but like, yeah. People... This is the Batman I want. <laughs> you are the Batman I deserve. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. All right, so are, are we going, are you going nuclear or zombie? Like, if I was to choose, definitely zombie, but let's face it, usually I'm not the one that gets to choose the apocalypse, so, for, you know. So nuclear zombies. Yeah, nu- yep, that's what I'll go with. Combine Holy the shit, two. they actually had those on, oh, what was it, Nation Z? What's that crappy I, sci-fi I zombie what, show? I know what one you're talking about, but I didn't realize they were nuclear too. Not they no, they were just ones at a nuclear plant. They were like irradiated oh, green, okay. and were all like and they kept yeah. on zombieing. They, okay. they they were they were zombieing, and if you got too close to them, they would melt you. Shit. So it didn't even matter because they're like. <laughs> so Ian's in the Fallout nuclear <laughs> apocalypse. Yeah, in which the the radiation after two hundred or so years, or after so many years, turned those who were blown up by it into walking uh, corpses who attack feral ghouls, as they call them in the Fallout universe. So, yeah. how do you how do you first survive? How do I first survive? Yeah, like uh, same so, way I always do, man. Get on that boogie board and ride it on <laughs> out. <laughs> Just ride out the explosion. <laughs> Like, like, like I said, I had everything. I have everything that I need. Like, I'm gonna get on that boogie board, go across the river from where the apocalypse starts. Then I'm gonna use my shovel. I'm gonna dig myself a nice little foxhole, and I'm gonna drink some milk and wait to kill some people. Like, that's 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 day one. So Ian's probably gonna die day one. Uh, yeah, I mean that's. I give myself till day. Anytime six. I've <laughs> ever talked to Ian about plans for the collapse or. The post-apocalypse or anything like that. Start killing people. Ian's Ian's plan is I'm running into the woods by myself, and that that just means I'm gonna find Ian's body somewhere. I was like, unless unless you're John Rambo, you're gonna find me like 30 years later, and you're gonna be like walking up all hungry. I'm just gonna be chilling on my little woods porch, you know. I'm gonna find you 30 days later. (laughs) You'll have the beard as if it's been 30 years. With a living squirrel still dangling from your mouth, and I'm gonna have to bring you back inside. It wasn't that crucial, man. It's 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 okay. It's okay. Yeah, everything's blowed up, but I mean, the disease is open. We can still get beer. It's an isolated incident. 
Oh god, yeah, I probably would be the one to do that to out of us. Like, I definitely would hear about like a car crash on the news and be like, "Yep, this is it." <laughs> out of here. I just throw my phone in the fireplace and like run into the. Woods. I knew it'd start like this. <laughs> yep, it's happening. <laughs> Uh, so, anybody, are, are you are you doing this completely solo? You you trying to? I mean, I bring would, some people together like, to. Presumably, if I like had like if there was enough time, I'd like slip you guys my coordinates. I'd be <laughs> like, yeah, all right, if technology ever exists again, you guys come and find me. He's gonna draw Ooh. us a treasure map. It'll be like big tree, tiny tree, X. And yes. then dots. <laughs> Lady eating apples. <laughs> yes. There are two leaves and a <laughs> You must read between the clues to find the clues. <laughs> Sick of all your sick of fans, ignorance and miscreants, simpletons and little ants, trying to split their sentience, people pedal pestilence land, pipe on their settlements, and I don't think it was even food for it was excrement, get your head in it, second wind represent white shit, kid I never stepped in it, I reckon it's older than the New Testament, huh, edit it shit, it's better to drink water for the lead in it, <laughs> Donald Trump for president. Donald Trump for president. Fuck your feelings, bitches grabbing pussies like a gentleman. Don't commit the rape if you ain't got the cash settlement. Bombs for your medicine. Bombs for your brethren. Arms for your arms for your arms for your regiment. Uh, repetitive sedatives like every veteran. Uh, never remembering. Uh, ever degenerate. Uh, instead of forgetting and letting them into the setting like sediment. I'm that part. Mix it up with six. Got rage against machine. Bit of J-Rock. Switch it up. Gangsta. Getting on my stage props, still up with the beats and catch me singing like I'm Akon. Mama call me Eshwa, running out of time with the Harry Potter head scar. I ain't got a desk job, you ain't seen the best part. Say, Mama, I can stop a bullet with no Kevlar. That's for all your rug rat reptiles. That's for all your dumb hat head So you're in a foxhole in the woods. You're drinking milk. You're 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 digging holes because that's all you got is a trench shovel. I'm sure you're playing your harmonica oh, because yeah. your harmonica exists what... solely for this moment. Yeah, it really does. All that training, like that's when it comes into play. So is this where you build your bunker? Uh, no, that's not where I build my bunker. That's just where I like stave off the apocalypse for a day before I like <laughs> make my run deeper into the woods for a whole day. Yeah. Does for at least twenty four hours. What season does the zombie apocalypse happen? Is it cold or is it like right dead summer? It's a nuclear winter, so it's probably sunny <laughs> and cold. And cold. So you're you know you at least have twenty four hours before the milk goes bad. Well, yeah, that's right. Like I'm only bringing half a gallon because I don't need to be like that murderous, and I don't need like bad milk. You know, I don't want to drink sour milk. That's <laughs> that's like a whole different kind of like white person killing people. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're bringing the milk <laughs> because the milk is white person murder juice, right? Yes, it gets yeah, y'all just, I just up. need a little bit of sir. Yeah, exactly. So does that mean? When the milk's gone, there's no more murderous Ian? No, no, no. It just means I'm out of milk amphetamine. Uh, okay. <laughs> Leche con amphetamine. 
Milk a cow amphetamine. I order at Baskin Robbins. They look at me very confused. Leche amphetamine. And then hand me a large. <laughs> so you're running deeper into the woods. Yeah, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, so we were talking about like uh, where I build my, my zombie bunker. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is I'd have a pretty cool little fort. Like what I'd end up doing is like making like a little Ewokian like tree house and like eventually make it a complex time dependent. And uh, I would cover the the bottom of the trees. I would actually like cover in stone. I would I would uh, find horses and use their hair, and I would cling the stones together like the Greeks do. And I would just like build a so that way no one can set on fire, no one can cut it down, and I just get to chill in a little Ewok house and eat squirrels. Yeah, the part about squirrel thing went out of my mouth. That's probably not too far. That's about forty five days into my you know apocalypse future and so you're eating live squirrels by day 45 you're like fuck fire <laughs> fuck anything i'll just I eat we'll just it eat it raw you're gonna I'll bill o'reilly yeah. that squirrel yeah like yeah got exact, it yeah i'm just like we're doing it live i'm not so sure i'm into this <laughs> you'll quit caring after a minute <laughs> wow so and it lets the other squirrels squirrels know what's up, you know. Yeah, so but like, if they know what's up, how are you gonna eat the rest of them? They're still gonna like because the reason there's squirrels there is because they're trying to get all my other food. Well, all my... what he's actually doing, he's eating the squirrel to let the other squirrels know that he means business. And from this point on, it's no more eating squirrels. He makes friends with the squirrels. He speaks to the squirrels. The squirrels are the eyes and ears of the forest. You see. What they do is they give me fifteen percent of their acorns, and I provide them protection of a crazy man. Ian's basically our Eric Matthews, uh, or <laughs> Morty. Well, you saw that more Rick and Morty episode where he gets the he asks his grandpa Rick to make a a helmet so that he can understand what animals are thinking. He goes, God, that's so stupid, oh. Morty. Why would anybody want okay. that? And he's like, Because I, I think it would have. be fun. And he gives it that. to him. And then he heals, he walks outside and these two squirrels are talking and she's like, the plans in France are going well. We must, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> he's like, great, we must begin the plans over in the Middle East. And Morty's like looking at him and the squirrels are like, I think that little boy knows that what we're talking about. <laughs> and so they all start following him and he exactly. runs back to the house and he's like, Jesus, God damn it, Morty. All you had to do was not listen to the squirrels. You can't, and they jump universes because oh. the squirrels eat, kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well... So yeah. E&T plays with squirrels is yeah. traveling in the woods, and that's that's it. You're, yeah, you're, uh... like exa- exactly. Once I'm friends with the squirrels, then it's just uh, then it's just a fairy tale life, you know. There's the occasional zombie that walks in when I get bored, and uh, yeah. Ian and squirrels versus zombies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that sums the up zombies well. don't see him because he's out of focus. <laughs> they already it, got bad eyesight. Yeah. So he's like. I think they go by scent, and sometimes, like, well, I guess I'd smell like a squirrel and have all the squirrel friends, so yeah, they might. They or might whatever a, me. a Bigfoot smells like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Which I'm I guess too, could be I'm a big too, squirrel. I'm, I'm not too much of a skunk ape, although 30 days skunk in the woods. Ape. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm back. 30 days in the woods, I think I would be a skunk ape, actually. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I will have forgot all forms of human communication. 
I will be just by by I'll, day I'll three. Just bang sticks together and go and make hoots and shouts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not too far away. I'm just seeing right now. <laughs> Hoot! Don't worry. You can Hoot. you can calm the beast's soul with Jack Link's beef jerky. He. That's true, actually. It, even <laughs> the mere presence of a camera will make him run. Yeah, don't bring out a camera if you want me to stick around for long. The camouflage will kick in and he'll go blurry. <laughs> <sighs> so the so, the, yeah. the squirrels are your survival team? Um well, all right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess in the real world that is how that would be. Um <laughs> just in like fan- in fantasy world though, like I mean I would like I might on my fantasy like ride or die post apocalypse team. I'd have my good buddies in this room so we could keep on podcasts and for nobody to listen to. <laughs> you got a <laughs> podcast after the apocalypse. I mean, that's <laughs> Well, we we would. It would probably be all on like uh those uh Ju- you know, not jukeboxes, uh, like the the beatboxers, like the, the stereo, boom bo- an boom old boombox. Boom Although I, li- I I far prefer the idea of somebody carrying a jukebox on their shoulder. Yeah, that's <laughs> just yeah. it's like Master wheeling, Blaster wheeling a jukebox behind them. Yeah, he's just got it strapped to his back. <laughs> <laughs> we have a giant on our team. Oh, we had to see do the fighting for you guys. No, no, no. He, he brings play, the jams. We, we just play Hootie and the Blowfish all day. You know. You know why? Because he only want to be with you. So if we're choosing, um, like, a rebuilding society, rebuilding civilization, post-apocalypse team, do we have a, uh, like, a set number that we're choosing? Is there, uh, like, do we, get, do we get a team of five? I would and say plus five, us? yeah. I would say five plus us or four plus us. I was going with just a team of five. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean... I don't know who I would take in a pinch. I feel like I've watched enough movies that I could morph into any fucking person I'd want to be. <laughs> you know, except for like the extreme survivalist. Mm-hmm. I have to take like a a, a bear. Bear. No, no. Less Stroud. Less Stroud. Yeah, Less Stroud. He's he's like the real bear. Bear Grylls is a jo- is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean. He was like a Navy SEAL and shit, but you right, a joke. No, he was like in the, he was a part of the British the, the British part of the Redcoats. He was a Redcoat. He was a red the no, Redcoats red coming. The Redcoats lost the war. <laughs> nah, see, they just they played the long game. They still own us, but from afar. <laughs> they're like they're like disowned children. Man, like I would bring one day they'll I come would have back. to bring George Washington though, like uh, as one person, like I'd have to bring like pro boogie border George Washington. <laughs> he boogied all the way across the Delaware. Is that because like, he is like, that that's pretty What do you bring George Washington for in particular though? He's a great hemp farmer. Like that's gonna be important. Uh, he he's he. I think he knows how to write pretty good. We need we need some good like high quality writers where everyone can read the handwriting. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, master boogie boarder. Be out of the situation. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's not what I thought you were going with when you said writing. I was thinking like literature, mm-hmm. not oh like, yeah, that's yeah. The street signs because they're legible. Yeah, exactly. We need someone so, with really legible. I need I need a good writer. What yeah. is it that you need? I'm good with mysteries and sci-fi and maybe a little fantasy. <laughs> How about, can you spell Red Robin way? 
and put it on a stop sign. What about Fuck rest? you. <laughs> George Washington also comes with a fetching hat. That's a, Yeah. Badass hats. We gotta have somebody who knows... I bet he, knows, he probably knows how to make a hat. I don't know. I don't know if George Washington knows how to. Make he's it. A, he's just a hat maker. Martha, right? is that is that right? Martha, Martha. God damn it, Martha. <laughs> Do you think Martha is a haberdasher? Is, uh, is that a hat maker? Yes, that's uh, an. I thought that was a. Hat. Why don't we still use that word thought, all the time? Hatter, I thought a hatter was the proper term for a hatter. What? Like <laughs> a hatter makes hats. So is are like, you mad? Yeah, a hatter makes it. Actually, oh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, so comes with them. They're like a set. Like, they're you know? a set. Yeah, they're a they set. They just come together. <laughs> yeah, they come together. Like, what will you take? I'll take Washington you, and wife. You can't buy the forks without the spoons. Sorry, that's just how it works. <laughs> so it's the two of us, you, plus Martha and George Washington. We're yeah. fucked. We're yeah. growing tobacco. We're growing hemp. hemp. Yeah, exactly. Dude, he knows how to fit like a bunch of hemp in every acre. He wrote books about it. <laughs> Big normal fan, that guy. Who's growing the food? Or, I mean, I suppose your the plan hemp is... The tobacco becomes We're eating food. a lot of hemp salads. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, 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 we're using the hemp... Uh, or a lot of to, marijuana salads, I we're, guess. We're using hemp, the hemp to make products, ropes, clothes, yeah. bags. And then there's a lot of this flowery stuff that comes off a lot of that. And then we trade all of these products we're making with the hemp for food. Uh, so we're textiles only. That's true. And actually deer, deer like uh, deer like to eat that. Like if you have that grown out in the field, deer will come up and eat it. So like it brings the food to you. Snow White over here is going to make friends with all the goddamn deer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right before he guts them in the mouth. <laughs> guts them in the mouth. Yes. It's not I'm possible, gonna, but it's going to happen. I'm going to name him Scar and pretend he's from the Lion King. Just reach right down its throat and pull all of its guts out. <laughs> what are you doing? Shut up! <laughs> Of course, it's going to be a mutant deer, so either you don't that, have to feel bad. Either that or I'll have to start a deer milk farm. You know, I'll just have to, like, milk, like, a bunch of deer to probably get the same amount from one cow, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. I don't know the details yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. How does one milk a deer? <laughs> I mean, I guess the same time way you milk everything. And time and patience. Yeah, technically the you same way. You can milk way. anything with nipples. I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> oh, God. I think we've lost it again. Yes. I mean, every time I every time I close my eyes, I see the uh, the climate apocalypse. Like that's the apocalypse ah. that I see, where everything starts sinking. There's big storms that never really leave the oceans. Also, some and of the funnest movies. There's that's a there's true. a there, there's a lot of migration going on. A lot of people moving around. A lot of people looking for homes. A lot of climate refugees. Did you go more desert or more ice age? <clears throat> I mean, it's not just going to go... Or is it just shifting poles? It, it's it's the idea that the, that, that the poles are shifting, the ice is melting, the, the water's rising. So, like, in my head, uh, where we're sitting right now would be just on the coast, uh, like, yeah. or completely underwater. Like, we would be just outside of the Bay of Houston. Um, everything else would be Spring completely will, underwater. Spring will be the new Galveston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because like that's the the water will if everything melts, the water will rise so much that up to the woodlands, Texas, will be basically a lake. Uh, yeah. All of, and that's that's where we get that idea that I that I, that I love talking about. Venice becomes the or, or Houston becomes <clears throat> the the Venice of America. I was like lake <laughs> or it would be I guess qualified as a sea, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean gulf- it wouldn't. No, no, no. But I'm, would it be a gulf? Would it still be a gulf, or would it be like an isolated salt sea? I mean, because it's all <clears throat> rising, it would. The gulf basically is just overtaking um, the, the 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 surrounding area. I mean, I'd see Galveston's gone. Galveston's gone. Texas City's gone. Texas City would be underwater. We would probably <clears throat> be a swamp again, like a, a deep swamp. Uh, the bayous would rise again. The bayous would take over. And if nobody left, we would end up, in my view, people are living on the top of the high rises, building catwalks between the uh, the skyscrapers and the taller buildings downtown. So the t- taller skyscrapers don't get buried. No, we no, still I mean, we still get like floors thirty and up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's actually that would be really cool. It would be. It's it's it, a. Cool... It would be really really cool. And it would be even cooler if there was like. Like you had to do special training teams of mm-hmm. people to stabilize and make sure that one through thirty is not eroding. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, divers. Yeah, Diver but teams. like these are divers that have to be prepped for shark encounters or and all of this shit. Like mm-hmm. you have to have a fucking diver and then like somebody behind you to spot you because God knows what the fuck you know mutated shark. Fuck that shit. Gators. But somebody's got to get down there. Yeah. And who knows if the water's all murky? Oh, this is creeping me out just talking about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, the water would definitely be murky. You're getting... It's that Gulf water. It's that Gulf Bay water. So yeah, it's, that... it's swamp water rising up, taking over the streets. And the streets just become canals, and people go about their business. We, would, we just build boats. <laughs> would you be able to have, then, a whole new version of people who live subterranean... Because of all the tunnels that are under Houston, or would those flood? Do you think any of those are airtight? I don't think any of that's airtight. No, yeah, none of it. Yeah, none of it. <laughs> so all, it would just all be underwater. Nah, everything's underwater at that point. Can you imagine the next group of people who treated that as the history and then found all that? Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean I love thinking about that kind of stuff, like <clears throat> people finding. The, the remnants of our civilization. That's what I love about Fallout, like, is the the idea that you're digging through the remnants of our civilization and finding these things, um, and that perspective on us as a people, like how they would think of us, how they think of our downtown area, the types of statues we built, the things that we, uh, th- that we held sacred, um, uh, and them stumbling upon this after they've already, you know, uh, post post apocalypse, uh, after they've already rebuilt societies, after they've already, I'm a lot more interested in, in that idea. Actually, post post apocalypse is this more idea. What gets where built on top? What gets <clears throat> built on top? It's a lot more interesting to me to see what get what gets built on top, and then people digging through the ruins of Do the you, old. If we were gonna go with that, what gets built on top? Is it? Do, do people start over? Like, is there so much time? Say. Is 200 years enough time for people to forget about everything oh, that came before? Definitely. So they would go Stone Age all over again? Or would they have 
these pieces of these like remnants of technology yeah some that technology, like like what if like a Wi-Fi signal, just one lone Wi-Fi like signal survived, and like mm-hmm. that was how they opened doors. They're fucking Stone Age, and they still have to go make fire, but they just have this thing that opens a door. Yeah. They have no fucking clue how it works or who gave it to them. I mean, that's exactly how I see it. Is this kind of cross between tech and it's like Stone a proto tech? Yeah, it's it's they they find these things buried and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, a PlayStation Four game that was released this year, does it really really well. Where sure. there there's robot dinosaurs wandering around, and they take the pieces from these robot dinosaurs and make bows and arrows out of them, make their armor out of them. So it it is this weird blending of a like uh, post sieve green anarchism like a a tribal society uh blending with well these are the things that we found and and we don't really know how to use it in the way that's supposed to be used but we know it does something so we're going to use it for for this and i have that i really like those ideas and I, i do believe that that's what would happen once you get to the point where we are we are all dead and buried. We've been gone for a long time. I mean, you think about it, it only takes about a generation to start forgetting something. Um, like, if... Uh, uh, this is a really weird analogy for what we're talking about, but if Batman disappears for ten years, the kids who were born within those ten years will not know who Batman is. Or it'll be a myth. Or it's a myth. And then by the time, by, by the time those kids are 20, the kids who are now ten years old... It's not even a myth anymore. It's just something that some people talk about. And by the time those kids are 20, nobody remembers well, anything. And I it slowly goes that way. It, do, it only takes five, ten years. So you can give a mainstream analogy to that. They had a big article or thing on the news on ESPN when I was at work where they say the kids of this, not even this generation, but the kids that are now zero to ten, mm-hmm. when they think of the great basketball star, they think of LeBron James, not Michael Jordan, because yeah. they don't, they've oh, never yeah. seen Michael Jordan play. <laughs> they don't know. Michael Jordan was this old guy from a long time ago, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was the man from Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. So, But, uh, and, and to me, like, uh, as this is all happening, there's government breakdowns, like, the, the dollar falls, the petrodollar falls apart, like, the, all of that, Lee, I, I'm more of a perfect storm of an apocalypse like this domino hits this domino and then this thing happens and we're all kind of left to the wind to rebuild society i was about to say when you think about it that's almost like several apocalypse going off at once i mean so like you have the main one that goes off the, Mm -hmm. the starter and then maybe you have 50 years of a society trying to hang on to what it used to be yeah and then boom that breaks down and then you have a hundred years of people trying to hang on to power grids and things like this, and then boom, that breaks down because nobody knows how to fucking fix it anymore. I mean, the way that we view <clears throat> apocalypse is a, like, at least from our culture's perspective, is a worldwide apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, you know, war, famine. There's still that tinge of like Christianity, Armageddon attached to it. But apocalypses happen every day. I mean, Syria is in the middle of an apocalypse right this second. You know, uh, you, the Ukraine just saw their own version of an apocalypse. Um, and then there's, like, personal apocalypses. You know, death, death of a family member, uh, breakups can be a personal apocalypse. Like, there's these personal world-ending moments that everybody has, and there's greater 
um, more public spectacle world-ending moments happening all over the world uh, at the same time. But for some reason, we look at the apocalypse as like it all has to go down at once. And and that that in in the real world, how we just said, you know, it, this happens, civil war breaks out. You live in civil war for ten to twenty years, and then something else falls apart, and then something else falls apart, and the next thing you know, you live, you wake up, and society is completely different. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it would uh, it would definitely be that would be an interesting, I get, and I movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see it portrayed as the. I would take that as a trilogy, maybe like they, the apocalypse, the fall. At that point, your trilogy becomes a saga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then seeing how people kind of pull the pieces and create something new. Mm-hmm. I've always seen it as a uh, a comic book in my head, a graphic novel. Oh yeah, and it's it, it's uh, magic comes back into technology because it's a comic, so you got to add a little twist yeah. to it, and so magic starts to appear appear through <clears throat> old bits of technology. And it's My just screen weird little comic idea. I must sacrifice a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more the idea that like our tech right now it would be seen as magic to people a hundred years ago. You know, the people who were practicing magic in dark rooms, staring into black mirrors, staring into bowls yeah. of water, and getting information about the future and about what was going on right then and about what was going on within their lives. Uh, we do that every day. We keep our black mirror in our pocket. Um, it, it's these cell phones, literally a black mirror, a black piece of glass that we stare into to yeah. get and the, the enlightenment and knowledge <laughs> of the other world. So I take that idea and I expand on it yeah. into this idea that it is actually magic and once the apocalypse happens it that gateway opens yeah i mean dude i mean you can you can you can capture pictures of ghosts on it that you didn't see with your own eye <laughs> <clears throat> I, that's pretty magical <laughs> that's what i thought about when i was designing my quote-unquote space apocalypse mm-hmm. i was like it would just be cool because you could have I mean, you could even do multiple books on each hub and then have, like, one unifying book where everybody interacts with each other. Yeah. So, no, I was I was thinking about stuff like Would that, too. Would you call too. that the Book of uh, Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> the Book of Unity. Uh, no, I was actually just... The, the guy who I've had commissioned the past couple of my artworks, I was like, man, I just want to, like, take all of the shit that we come up with mm-hmm. and just start feeding it to them and just being like, dude, you don't have to give me like finished product, but hit me with some cool concept art. Yeah. Because yeah. even that would look cool, kind of just scattered around. And we've come up with so many things. Like if we had just a triple panel, like a eight by eight, yeah, three, boom, boom, boom. This is what your world, you know, like a zombie apocalypse and it's yeah. just fucking Ian, all blurry and out of focus, drinking milk with his mm-hmm. knife. Squirrels. Squirrels, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then we get my little... It's All it is is the, the earth, you know, and the, my concept, and you can kind of see all the little stuff. Yeah. And then we get your versions. It would just be really cool to kind of, you know, maybe we get some guy walking across, or, you know, maybe he's in the Venice Canals of Houston. Yeah. Or, you know, just something. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be really fucking cool. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, 
exactly. And I imagine like it really would become like the real Venice of Houston, where it's like they've got those long little like canoes where they're always stand up on gondolas. Gondolas, yeah. But they're bumping screw. Yes. <laughs> Bump and screw Welcome gondola music. Got candy paint on the gondolas. It's hard to even podcast with <laughs> diamonds in my mouth. It's not even di- it's what a uh, it's a tongue grill. Mm. <laughs> tongue grill. Yeah, tongue grills are a thing in the future. <laughs> but with that idea, like on on our heads where apocalypses are happening every day across the world, do you think that we, as in America, as in the United States where we're living, is on the edge of their own apocalypse right now? Dude, I mean, there, there's actually, it kind of brings me to a thing, a little thing, a little doozy that I did a little bit of research on <laughs> called uh, the Denver Airport. I've got some notes on that thing because this is like evidence, like they actually like basically put in plain sight the evidence that like they're planning on an apocalypse. So when you say Denver airport, yes. are you literally meaning an airport in Denver? Like, I'm not like about the, the, I'm the, not like, the Denver like R-I-A-H? Like, yeah, exactly. Only except it's literally the largest airport in the country. And if you think about it, like Denver is not really that big of a city like it's real like i mean it's it's small compared to houston there's a big uh Um, conspiracy theory uh that there is a bunker underneath uh the denver airport that exists to hide the elite uh when when it all when the shit hits the fan and uh yeah exactly and i i knew a little bit about it like i had heard of the conspiracy before and that's kind of when we had this uh, topic of the apocalypse come up like that kind of came to me yeah and so i decided to like really try to look into it more and there's a lot of really crazy and disturbing shit going on with that airport like um i mean all right just to start with um the Denver did not need a new airport to begin with. Like, first of all, they already had, like, before this one was built, the main Denver airport, there was one, I want to say it's called Stewart Airport or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it did the job fine. Like, and anyways, this one went uh, over $2 billion over budget, like, for what they originally planned on, mm-hmm. which is a shitload. Um, that's not, not a small amount. And also, um, the the place that supposedly commissioned it is called the New World Airport Commission. And if you look it up, it's not a thing. Really? Yeah. That's literally not the New World Airport Commission. And they built the airport dedicated to the people of 2094. And this is like an open plaque like that they have out in the airport, like right next to some, you know, some Masonic plaques and stuff like that. They actually showed the New World Airport Commission built this airport in dedication to the people of 2094, Mm -hmm. which is really weird. Um, I mean, if that's the case, I I feel like I got a pretty good chance of not being in the apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah. My kids on the other... No. Oh, 2000... Oh, okay. No, well, I mean, no, I mean, still. They, they'd be old as fuck, I think too. Is when Their like, kids. I think 2094 is when people are going to be coming out of the secret bunker underneath there. Oh, oh. Like, well, that. that's my guess. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I guess to take away from that, instead of it being 200 years, we'd have to be locked in a shelter. It's only what 62. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, dude, I'll show you guys uh, some pictures and stuff. Of, well, we uh, don't some of the stuff afterwards. Um, we don't live in the class that would get to go in. No, that this is a little, no, this is Wait, like okay. Illuminati shit. Right? Oh, all right, all right, all right, like this is like so. Like twelve people get to go in there. The, uh, there's probably literally enough room. There's about twenty three miles of space underneath there, so there's a good bit. But That's we're talking about that couple thousand. Because I put them thousand. in the climate apocalypse. They all go to Canada. Well, I mean, I think some of them. I think some of them go to Canada, and then, like, the rest of them, like, chill underneath the Denver airport. And, yeah, and inside this airport, like, a lot of the creepy stuff is um, they have all these murals and paintings in there. And it's, like, literally, like, some of them are just straight up, like, it's literally of the apocalypse. Like, there's one that sticks in my head the most is this one where there's a... a kind of you could call a soldier like a giant mural of a soldier ish in you know full green regalia he's holding a giant like curved sword like kind of like the arabian style of like, like a, a scimitar sword. sort of yeah it's kind of yeah um yeah one of those big curved swords in one hand uh ak-47 in the other and he's standing over like this group of cowarding people like that are all sick looking with and he's wearing a big gas mask and he's and it looks like there's literally like stuff being sprayed on these people, and this is a mural in an airport, like yeah, and that's pretty hardcore. And that's one, like and then there's like another there's um there's another mural that I remember that has uh, literally a picture of basically a solar flare coming through, and it, it literally it shows like forests on fire and people crying and a little girl holding up a Mayan tablet and, and like this whale being like cut in fucking half and it's pretty it's pretty disturbing imagery and uh finally like for imagery the last are the the big thing when you go to the denver airport the first thing you see is this giant like warrior horse with red eyes and he's got blue balls really bad and he literally killed the man who created him is that due to oxidation no, no, no. It's painted. It's bright, bright red fucking demon eyes on this horse made of, with like a flame of light, or a, a mane of flame. And uh, he's just giant blue balls, balls on this horse. Yes, just giant. And it, uh, and literally it killed the uh, creator of the statue, Godfather style. The head fell off and like landed on this dude's legs and just severed all his arteries. Behold a pale and sexually yeah. depraved horse. So this is your evidence that, like, yeah, perhaps we are teetering on the edge already. Yeah, and that's and the, oh yeah, and uh, and basically, and that's like for the imagery, like that's just like stuff that's kind of out there, just pretty much to wave it in your face that like this is for the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And then um, also, uh, while they are building it, it's well known that uh, five major um, these five major buildings were uh quote unquote put in the wrong place mm -hmm. so you know you could move them you could knock them down or you could just do what they did in order that they be buried and then have 23 miles of tunnels like literally surrounding it and connecting all these places and they're buried you know way deep under the ground a good um i want to say six the tops of the buildings are like 60 feet underground 
It's pretty weird. It's it's some weird shit. It's like they know what's going on. Somebody out there knows something we don't. But it's know. not even a fucking bunker. I bet it's like some kind of military base. And it's they're doing of, fucking secret underground operation shit, and they're I mean, using the fucking airport as a cover. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that, that's quite likely. That's definitely true for right now. But I bet you that that I mean, where it is and how they have that thing built. I mean, it's it's going to be secure. I mean, it, it's new. It's safe from anything you throw at it. So I think it probably will be. And it's weird they dedicated it to the people of 2094. Like that's one of it the is strange. Really... Have you looked up the date 2094? See if that correlates with anything I, in Denver. I didn't go. I I could, but like I didn't really want to go down that rabbit hole. Like before <laughs> doing this show, like I didn't I know didn't if it was maybe it's something as simple as you no, know oh no, someone's gonna no get ex- a key to the city here. Or something, you know. There's no explanation for the new World Airport Commission. Uh, there's no, there's nothing to that, and there's nothing to, and there's also no, like I said, no one knows where the money came from directly. Like they, like I said, that place that supposedly built the place, the New World Airport Commission, doesn't exist, and they don't know where the money came from to build this, the world, you know, the uh, largest airport in the United States. Yeah, it's not cheap to build an airport. Not at all. No, not at all. Not even a not even a small one. <laughs> so, do you feel like we're teetering on the edge sometimes, Chris? Um, <clears throat> I mean, shit. If we're talking about personal apocalypses, I think I go through one of those <laughs> every other week. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm fucking. I am a master at going through personal apocalypses. <laughs> Let's just throw the end of the world uh-huh. switch. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> fucking pull the lever. <laughs> now pull me a drink. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Waiting till next week. Why? Because that's when it resets and I'll pull that bitch again. <laughs> it's like, tick, 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 boom. <laughs> pull me a drink, damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck yeah. If I, I don't see a, um, I don't see it being a meltdown. If anything, and we get hit with something, I I am much more likely to believe the dirty bomb scenario. Not dirty bomb as in chemical warfare. Dirty bomb as in shut off your electrical grid, kick you back to the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have certain things, uh, and someone explained this to me, and they knew a hell of a lot more than we do. But I guess we have certain things that are shielded in yeah. America. Yeah. That yeah. Like our will prevent technology. shit yeah. from getting, um, I guess, a, a, a really <laughs> high, high, high grade blackout mm-hmm. or a brownout. Because mm-hmm. it's more like an electrical, it kind of zaps, fries all your electricity. It's like yeah. an EMP pulse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high, those high-altitude uh, nuke tests. That's what um, so I could see that happening, especially with everybody testing the range of their missiles. Mm-hmm. All it's going to take is what? one. It really is all it's going to take one. But I feel like the people that have nukes in their possession are wise enough, and I use that term loosely, to not inflict <laughs> mass death. I can think of but two. But to really fuck up. <laughs> but but the, I don't think what they the people that would want to attack us yeah. don't want to fuck up the ground. So what they want to do is they want to come and give us a blackout which leaves us primed and open for invasion and takeover. 
It's not I see the people. that much more likely, and then that's where your death and your killing will come in. But they're not going to drop a bomb that's going to incinerate oh. millions and millions, uh, billions of people, and then come over and be like, yeah, we took over America. We got a fucking crater. Yes. Great. We it, won. Yeah. It's not the people who might or might not want to like physically attack uh, America that are worrying me right now. It's the people in seats of power in America who might or might not. But those are the people. people. That, those aren't yeah. the people that are going to do the murdering. I think those are the people that are going to do stupid shit and say dumb stuff to get the brownout started to fucking okay. facilitate the whole thing. I see, I see. Also, I don't see anybody like wanting to do a ground invasion of America. Like, no, the only all right, the only one that could is China, and they're not interested in doing that. And if you if you wanted to take America out, you you take them out at the knee. You you make them. You create a civil war and destroy America that way because if it, like even if it doesn't come out to like shooting each other in the well, streets type of civil war, <clears throat> if we're cannibalizing ourselves even in like an existential sense we're knocked off of the world stage well they're already prepping us for a civil war with the people versus the police i think that is that if there is a civil war that will erupt it will be that one as my newest presidential order i'm saying bessots why not (laughs) that's how it begins mexicans i love them i love tacos Tacos are tremendously huge. <laughs> Fuck the orange guy. <laughs> uh, so, why don't you think... That, so, do you you believe that people would just come and just fuck up America? Uh, I mean... Versus the... I mean, this versus... Who do you think is most likely to erupt into the Civil War? I mean, obviously, they're trying to instigate a race war, but that's nothing new. That's been a big, huge thing fuck, oh, since well, America Russia, was created. I mean, Russia's main goal is to essentially start, a, in, in a sense, like a, another civil war. That's literally what they're trying to do, but, but politically. Yeah. Just straight up, like, based on politics. They wanted to divide America and make everyone feel very insecure and not know whether or not they can trust their leader. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, the rest of our presidents, even, like, the worst one previous, you know, like, the old, you know, George, you know, Cowboy, oh, the Cowboy King, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, the Texas Cowboy, you know, he was a pretty bad one, but, like, I, you know, there was still a faith, like, that you have, like, a, there was still a certain level of trust, oddly enough, in comparison to what's going on now. Yeah. Like right now, I can say like there is no trust. I'm I mean, looking at the Denver airport. I've seen the paint. We had a uh, we, we we had a government like a. It might have been a corrupt government. It might have been a disgusting kind of government. It might yeah. have been a war criminal government. Mm-hmm. But in George W. Bush days, it was still a functioning, Country. working government. All the seats yeah. were filled. They were doing their jobs, quote unquote, under Obama. Uh, even even when the Republicans yeah, were doing nothing was... but blocking, uh, like just being obstructionists throughout both of his terms. Time, he, but he still came through as a leader. We had a, well, like a we had a government a leader. Yeah. Right now we have a skeleton crew. Yeah, if that we like, yeah, they don't have people to answer the fucking phones. No, no, that and that's what's scary. <laughs> that's what's weird. That's what makes it feel like any minute now 
we could get a call on the phone and say, oh, by the way, the, the end of the world happened. It's Civil War time, guys. I know. Every morning I'm waking up and I'm waiting to hear, like, sometimes, like, the other day I told you, like, it was, like, breaking news when the Astros came home. Oh. Like, on the buses and stuff. And, it, like, I seen that, like, on the, like, I was watching the X-Files and it was, like, breaking news. And I was like, oh, shit, North Korea just launched nukes or we did. <laughs> like, I was, I was, like, that was my first thought when I seen breaking news. And then it went to the fact that Astros won the World Series, and I was like, why is this great? Like, I, you just, you scared the shit out of me. You realize I got a heart attack? Do you realize what I read on a fucking daily basis? Yeah. Fuck you, America. Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> I love my country, but fuck you. I'm like, go home, Astros, and it's like the whole thing was they, they were, They're coming home. They, they were home. They <laughs> that's just, what's breaking. Woo, we home. did it. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, that scared the shit out of me the other day. I literally thought that, I, I expected the next words to be North Korea just fired a missile, or we just fired a missile at North Korea. Uh, Either way. Yeah. They can fire, we can fire, we can fire together. We can hold hands and push the button at the same time. Yeah. Hopefully not, though. When I I was a kid, I always always wanted to just open that box, you know, just be able to push the button of the country. (laughs) Boom. Gone. Gone. Boom. Oh, man. Yeah. My little bro- I'll never forget my little brother was like he was saying that he wanted to end the world when he was a little kid and he was like nine years old eight or nine years old my dad was like oh like so Zach you want to you want to end the world he's like yeah and he's like uh how how would you do that and he's like first thing take down Russia and my dad like, like me and my dad look at each other like Russia? Really? <laughs> and this is like two this is like the year two thousand. Like this is like the oh, world is crazy. It's, happening. it's like the Cold War was over and the new shit hadn't begun yet. In the year so it was like 2000. really Russia. And now it's like oh man it's like oh man, Zach is gonna be the new new president. In the year two thousand <laughs> Well, we're running out of time, guys. Oh, what did you right. learn today? Quick rundown before we before we exit. Do Let's you do have it. do you have a do you have a strategy of five people that you'd bring to rebuild your society? Strategy of five people. Okay, um, I'm bringing Mikhail Bakunin, uh, uh, Russian philosopher, revolutionary who started collectivist anarchism. Cool. I'm bringing Max Stirner, egoist anarchist. I am bringing George Washington because I need a farmer and general. Somebody who can teach us how to shoot. And him. (laughs) Continue. I'm bringing my great-grandfather, Hilius Myers, because he is also a farmer. He can teach us how to farm rice, where we were a rice farming family from from Louisiana. And um, if I got um, one One more, more, please bring me some fucking security. Please. All we got is farmers and philosophers. We got a bunch (laughs) of thinkers and a bunch of people (laughs) picking shit. And then we get invaded again. So who the fuck is saving us? We we need security. Um, I lost it. I lost it. Chris Myers and friends with their screamer sticks because we all took fucking ninja classes before the end of the world. That's that's good with it. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, like I was gonna pick, like I was gonna pick you guys. I was gonna pick my ride or die crew. Like we're we're gonna go out there. Uh, of course, George and Martha Washington. 
I said that's a good combo. Like we need somebody to make flags and hats. We need somebody to like grow hemp. And, I really uh, hate that you chose George Washington because I had picked that before uh, you even came up the damn stairs. No Walter oh, though. Man. All right, all right. I'll you know what? I'll concede. I will, no, you don't I'll... got you don't got to concede because you had said it before I did, but oh. I, I didn't have a replacement for him after you said it. Oh, and so. you're, you decided to take the whole package, baggage yeah. and all. I mean, you're, you're took... taking Martha. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who else is gonna make like really cool hats? I mean, he might be able to but i imagine martha you know i think she's the and the cool word is haberdasher haberdasher oh man I, everyone hab- figure out how to use that in hab- your daily hab- life at least one time next yeah, week yeah that's gonna hab-a-dasher. be on my word calendar <laughs> <laughs> oh i uh, ran into a haberdasher today I'll he made you, me this glorious top I'm, I'm gonna keep martha I'm going to take back, I'm going to replace... Well, you're going to give up George and just take Martha? I'll just take Martha, but in exchange, someone who's equally good at growing hemp, but who's, uh, he he doesn't have the boogie boarding skills. Ian T. Brown! But I'm going to go with Benjamin Franklin, because he can control electricity, he invented electricity, he knows what's up with some electricity, he's a mad scientist... And he can grow some out. Oh, yeah. No, so. I would bring Elon Musk as my last oh. person. The reason I'm bringing George is because George can teach us to shoot. Ah, oh, that's all right. Idea. All right. That works. That works. And how to boogie board. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right. So, right Get some now, cool I'm, things right from now Musk. I'm, at, I'm at three, four, five. All right. Uh, one, <laughs> one last one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with uh, Wesley Snipes because we do need some protection out there. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we did get, we have Blade Wesley Snipes. All right. Because he's, he's one man. He's Blade. He's one he's man. Does Snipes, he make yeah. us call him Daywalker? <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of my thing now. But <laughs> I guess I guess he probably would, yeah. He, w- he would not appreciate being called a vampire. He's a or Blade or Snips. Or Solus. Wesley Snips, come here. Alright, we gotta wrap it up, guys. What'd you learn today, Ian? Man, I learned that the apocalypse is gonna be uh, pretty weird. (laughs) I could easily spend thousands and thousands of dollars on all the crazy shit we come up with in artwork. Easily. Yeah, yeah. And I learned that I think what influences our view of the apocalypse most is whether or not the country's doing well. Or terribly. Funny that. Good night, everyone! Mix it up with six sky rage against machine bitter J Rock K-Da. Switch it up, gangsta. I'm getting on my stage props. Still up with the beats and catch me singing like I'm egg Mama call me Yeshua. Running out of time with the Harry Potter head scar. I ain't got a desk job. You ain't seen the best part. Say, Mama, I can stop a bullet with no Kevlar. That's for all your rug rat reptiles. That's for all your dumb hat head parts. Yeah, that's for all your gum smack mud flaps, guzz bag unwrapped sex bars. Tommy Laren catch a big fat diddick. CIA watch this, that did it. Yeah, this is how I rap before I hit it. Top shit, but I still respect women. They ain't praising my state, my miracle. They ain't hitting my club. For this and other shows, 
quite like it, please check out our website, thebonushours.com. <laughs> Title of this episode, A Lot of Children, A Lot of Crime. Welcome to the Apocalypse. <laughs> God damn it. You can't decide that that's the name of the episode this early. We're, we're two minutes, 30 seconds into that's recording. <laughs> hey out there, y'all. It's your shit host, Chris Myers from Between the Profound and the Profane on thebonushours.com. And I just wanted to let y'all know that I will be up in Seattle at PodCon um, December 9th and 10th. Uh, I'm not hosting a booth or anything like that. I'm there to meet other podcasters, fans of podcasting, and um, if you happen to be in the Seattle area for um, going to PodCon, uh, feel free to uh, bump into me. I'll be the guy with the big purple hair and the army surplus jacket. Uh, so, catch me at PodCon, uh, hanging out on the floor, December 9th and 10th PodCon uh, in Seattle, uh, December 9th and 10th, 2017. Hope to see you there. Getting on my stage props, still up with the beats and catch me singing like I'm egg time.